Amen. Before we open the scripture together, I want to thank Wanda for sharing her testimony. We'll have one more testimony next week. And just to let you know a little bit on how the Mark of Faith is going to be closed out, at least in this portion of our presentation of it. Next Sunday night on the 22nd, that is next week, um, there will be a, uh, excuse me, not next week, two weeks, forgive me. Two weeks from now, on the night of the 22nd at 5 p.m., we are going to have a special banquet celebrating the pledge amounts. Um, uh, a short time ago, we began by presenting these pledge cards, and my wife and I had the privilege of presenting ours, and there have been those who've continued to bring their pledge cards. There's a place to drop the pledge cards there in the Narthex lobby right behind the church, or you can drop it off at the office or put it in one of the offering boxes. And what will happen on the 22nd is all of the pledge cards will be tallied and at that point the pledged amount will be announced to the church. So many of you have already made a pledge. Uh, there are those who've reached out to me and said, Pastor Matt, I'm going to. Um, I want you to know I'm going to. Folks, I won't know if you do or not, but these folks wanted me to know that, hey, listen, I'm going to. I'm just prayerfully seeking what God would have me to give and to, to pledge. Well, if you would prayerfully uh, consider doing that by the 22nd, that way we can celebrate that amount. We really would appreciate it. And folks, I don't know if you're like me, but walking through this new space, I just can hardly believe that it's real. It has been such a blessing, and I'm looking forward to all that God is going to do through First Baptist Church, and Lord willing, the many, many days ahead. I would invite you to take your copy of the Lord's Word this morning and turn to James chapter 5, verses 17 through 18, as I speak on this subject. Pray, Elijah, pray. Pray, Elijah, pray. In James chapter 5, verses 17 through 18, we're going to look here, and then we're going to turn over to 1 Kings chapter 18, verses 41 through 46, as we speak on prayer this morning. Let me begin in James chapter 5, verses 17 through 18. The word of our Lord says this morning, Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. And he prayed fervently that it might not rain, and for three years and six months it did not rain on the earth. Then he prayed again, and heaven gave rain, and the earth bore its fruit. Now you say, wait a second, I, I know Elijah. I've heard that name before. Well, Elijah was a prophet of God in the Old Testament. In fact, he was thought to be the most influential and greatest prophet after Moses in the Old Testament. And there is this story when Elijah appears on the scene. He tells wicked King Ahab, the Israeli king at that time, it will not rain for the next three years except according to my word and then after three years of passage 
he prays that it would rain. And I want you to look on the screen or look in your copy of the Lord's Scripture, and I want you to see the story. 1 Kings chapter 18, verses 41 through 46. This is towards the end of the three years. And Elijah said to Ahab, Go up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of the rushing of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Mount Carmel, and he bowed himself down on the earth and put his face between his knees. And he said to his servant, Go up now, look toward the sea. And he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. And he said again, Go again seven times. And at the seventh time he said, Behold, a little cloud like a man's hand is rising from the sea. And he said, Go up and say to Ahab, Prepare your chariot and go down, lest the rain stop you. And in a little while, the heavens grew black with clouds and wind, and there was a great rain. And Ahab rode and went to Jezreel. And the hand of the Lord was on Elijah, and he gathered up his garment and ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. Now, I know when you read a story like that and you think, well, that was, that was on Mount Carmel. And Elijah, you know, he was a prophet of God. And you know what? That was in Bible times, too. Things are just not the same today. Going back to James chapter 5, hear it again. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. And he prayed fervently that it might not rain. And for three years and six months, it did not rain on the earth. Then he prayed again and heaven gave rain and the earth bore its fruit. James is wanting you and me to understand that biologically, emotionally, spiritually, there is no difference between Elijah and you and me. And yet, Elijah prayed fervently and heaven responded to God's, to Elijah's prayers. Now, there's different thinking on prayer today. There are those who say that prayer is a sanctifying exercise. That literally that's all it is. That God has given us the ministry of prayer not to change heaven or move the hand of heaven, but rather to change us. And that prayer is a sanctifying enterprise which we undertake that when we pray, God uses our prayers to change our hearts to be content with whatever that God is going to bring to pass. 
And to that I say, amen, of course. Prayer changes us. There's another view that actually takes it a little different. It says in light of God's scripture, prayer actually is a petition to heaven for God to move and to act and to do what he would otherwise not do if we don't pray. And to that I say, amen. You say, okay, well then which one is it? I think it's both. And I think it's an error to say it's one over the other. Because certainly prayer is here to change us. There's no argument that Elijah was changed by his prayers. But there's also no argument that Elijah's prayers literally moved heaven to act. Now you say, wait a second, I don't like that. But God's the ones in control. I don't like that at all. It makes it sound like Elijah's telling God what to do. Friends, who made Elijah? Who made you and me? We're never going to be in any place where we tell God what to do. God knows everything before it happens. But the scripture would have us believe that your prayers make a difference. And some of us have forgotten that. Too many of us, by the way, our main statement this morning is just this, pray. Too many of us have forgotten what the Bible says about prayer. I'm just going to read you Scripture this morning. And they will come at you too fast for you to find them in your Scripture. Turn your attention to the screen. And I want you to see them as I read them. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16-18 Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore I tell you, Whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. 1 John 5, 14. And this is the confidence that we have toward Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Jesus. Colossians chapter 4 and verse 2. Continue steadfastly in prayer. Be watchful in it with thanksgiving. Romans 12, 12. Rejoice in hope. Be patient 
in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 12. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will hear you. Psalm 149, 18. The Lord is near to all who call on Him and to all who call on Him in truth. Jeremiah 33, verse 3. Call to me and I will answer you and I will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. Matthew 6, 6. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Hebrews 4, 16. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. 1 John 5, 15. And if we know that He hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we have asked of Him. James 5.16 Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. James 1.6 but let him ask in faith with no doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. 1 Peter 4, 7. The end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. John 14, 13. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Luke chapter 6, verses 27 through 28. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. Psalm 5 and verse 3. O Lord, in the morning you hear my voice. In the morning I prepare a sacrifice for you and watch. Psalm 143.1 Hear my prayer, O Lord. Give ear to my pleas for mercy in your faithfulness, answer me in your righteousness. Matthew 26 and verse 41. Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, 
but the flesh is weak. Psalm 118.5 Out of my distress, I called on the Lord, and the Lord answered me and set me free. Philippians 1 verse 19, for I know that through your prayers and the help of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, this will turn out for my deliverance. 1 Peter 3.12, for the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Ezra 8.23 So we fasted and implored our God for this, and He listened to our entreaty. Matthew 6.9-10 Pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be Your name. Your kingdom come, Your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. James 5, 14 through 15. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Psalm 34 and verse 6, this poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. Luke 11 verse 13, if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Mark eleven twenty-five. And whenever you stand praying, forgive. And if you have anything against anyone, so that your Father also who is in heaven may forgive you and your trespass. Acts 2.21 And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Job 42 verse 10 And the Lord restored the fortunes of Job and when he had prayed for his friends, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had had before. Acts 12 and verse 5. So Peter was kept in prison, but earnest prayer for him was made to God by the church. Acts chapter 4 and verse 31. And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. 2 Kings 20 and verse 5. Turn back and say to Hezekiah, the leader of my people, Thus says the Lord, the God of David your father, I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. Behold, I will heal you. On the third day you shall go up to the house of the Lord. Matthew 5:44. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Acts chapter 13 verse 3. 
Then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. Matthew 6.11 Give us this day our daily bread. Matthew 21.22 And whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. I hope these scriptures spoke to you. This week, when I read them, they spoke to me. I'm someone who believes in prayer. Yet with the ebb and the flow of life, a subtle unbelief can slip into all of us that God simply doesn't answer prayer. The Scripture is overwhelming. You call out to God, and He will hear. A couple of things, and then we'll be done. Too often, stuff gets in the way of prayer. Too often, stuff gets in the way of prayer. What are a few of those things? Well, first, this is the most obvious, sin gets in the way of prayer. Isaiah chapter 59, verses 1 through 2. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot save, or His ear dull, that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God, and your sins have hidden His face from you, so that he does not hear. Now, notice the word is iniquity. What is iniquity? Iniquity is not the same word as sin. They're related. Sin is missing God's mark. Transgression is breaking God's law. Iniquity is the buildup of these things over time. And the word has a visual like a cloud that hangs above you that you continue to add to and that after a long time, eventually the cloud will break and pour judgment down upon your head. So here's what God has said. It is your iniquity that this cloud of sin above you that has separated me from you so that I will not hear your prayers. Notice this is not because you did something bad. This is because you continue to do something evil and contrary to my will. And because you are living your life opposed to me, you are building up this cloud of separation between us, and I will not hear. Why is sin getting in the way of prayer the easiest thing to deal with? Because we are told as God's people in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Listen to your pastor today. There is no reason to ever walk around with unconfessed sin in your life. Why? Because it's all paid for. It doesn't matter if it's 60 seconds ago, six minutes ago, six hours ago, six days ago. 
60 years ago, if you're walking around with it, stop it. Call it what it is. Come into agreement with God's word and say, Lord, I've broken your holy commands. I've done something contrary to your will. Lord, please forgive me. 1 John 1.9 says, He is faithful and just. He will do it and it's right for Him to do it. He will cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Notice what Jesus says in Luke 17 verses 3 through 4. Notice how He tells us to forgive each other. Pay attention to yourselves. If your brother sins, rebuke him. If he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in the day and turns to you seven times saying, I repent, you must forgive him. I want to ask you something. If this is the kind of forgiveness that God expects of you and me, to show each other that someone would do something against you seven times in one day and every time saying, listen, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done that. I was wrong. Please forgive me. Jesus says, you've got to forgive them. And if Jesus expects us to forgive that way, how much more will your Father in heaven forgive you every time you call out to Him in confession? through prayer every time there is no reason to walk around with unconfessed sin in your life secondly not only does sin get in the way of prayer sadness gets in the way of prayer sometimes we get so down life gets so hard that we just can't pray Psalm 18, verse 6, I'm reminded that in my distress, I called upon the Lord to my God. I cried for help from his temple. He heard my voice and my cry to him reached his ears. I love this verse because it reminds me it's the shortest prayer that I pray. It's either one or two words, and I've prayed it thousands of times in my life. If it's two words, this is my prayer. God, help. Sometimes that's all I can get out. God, help. If it's one word, I just say, help. And the scripture says, he hears. Sometimes sadness can get in the way of prayer and we say, well, I can't even, I don't even know what to say. Help. God. Help. Also, sometimes feelings of inferiority can get in the way of prayer. We think, well, listen, I'm, I'm not a preacher. I'm not a Sunday school teacher. I've never been to seminary. Listen, I'm not ordained. I'm, I'm not a deacon. I'm not a prophet like Elijah. I'm not one of the apostles. Uh, it's just me. And the scripture says to us today that Elijah is a man just like you and me. Next, also, too often we forget why God delays in answering prayers. We forget why God delays in answering prayers. For the sake of time, let me just give it to you. When God delays in giving you an answer, it is for one reason and one reason only, and it's the same reason it happens every time in Scripture. 
to draw you in a little closer so that when he does answer, you will be that much more astounded at who he is. We just went through Abraham. They prayed for a baby for who knows how long. God kept not answering, not answering, not answering, not answering. And then finally God answers. And then we have a story of an answered prayer that we're still talking about 4,000 years later. God delays to draw us in. Next, too often we don't understand why God answers no. Sometimes God answers no. Can I say something to you real quick? God does not expect you to be omniscient in your prayers. Omniscient is this. That means you know everything. If we knew everything, we would know exactly what to ask for when he would say yes. And we would know exactly what to not ask for knowing when he would say no. But we don't know that. So we pray in all things. I was reading this week in Matthew, in my reading through the Bible, Matthew 26, 53 through 54. I'm just going to paraphrase for it. Paraphrase it for you. Peter, Jesus is being arrested. Peter cuts off Malchus's ear. And then Jesus, he's trying to stop Jesus from being arrested. And he says, Peter, I could call 12 legions of angels that would come right now and defend us. But then he says, but how would the scripture be fulfilled? You know, in 2018, and I hate to constantly bring this up. I know I must wear you out with this story. But in 2018, January the 26th, when my son died and I was in the emergency room, standing there with my wife, standing there with Stanley Williams, standing there with Luke West, standing there with Ricky Young and the doctors, and we were begging God to raise him up off that bed. Lord, start his heart back. Please, Lord, save my baby. Don't let it happen this way. Please, Lord, please. And it didn't happen. Now, I still don't fully understand that. But here's what I've come to know. That in the sweetness and the gentleness of who Jesus is, one day I expect to be told this by our Lord. Matt, if I would have said yes, then how could this blessing come to pass? You say, well... Goodness, what blessing could possibly be better than a child? I don't know. I certainly know that I wouldn't have the younger two if he hadn't passed. I think here's what we need to understand. Jesus can stop it at the moment we ask. But if he says no, it's how are the scriptures going to be fulfilled? How is this wonderful thing I'm going to do? going to come pass to come to pass if I do what you ask too often we don't understand why God answers no often here's another one real quick I'm out of time 
Too often our so-called theology has made us content with prayerlessness. And I say so-called, not making fun of any system, making fun of all of them. Because if your theology causes you to be content with prayerlessness, your theology stinks. It's terrible. Because there is no position that we can possibly hold that will lead us to be content with prayerlessness and believe the Bible. Also, the last thing, prayer moves heaven. It moves heaven. Daniel chapter 10, verses 10 through 12. I love this passage. Daniel is praying and it says, and behold, a hand touched me and set me trembling on my hands and knees. And he said to me, O Daniel, man greatly loved, understand the words I speak to you and stand upright, for now I have been sent to you. And when he had spoken this word to me, I stood up trembling. And he said to me, Fear not, Daniel, from the first day you set your heart to understand and humbles yourself before God, your words have been heard and I have come because of your words. I want you to imagine this. Daniel is faced with trying to understand a dream. He is trying, he's been troubled, and he prays and he asks God, and the angel is telling him, the first moment, Daniel, you set your face towards the heavens and said, God help me, something happened. Now you know the rest of the passage, it says it took me 21 days to get here. We'll talk about that another time. But from the first word, heaven moved, Daniel, when you asked. So let me give you some prayer tips and we'll be done. First, to be a regular person of prayer, there is this app. Actually, is there a slide on there? This has helped me so much. Of course, there's <laughs> prayer. There's an app for that. Um, Echo. It's a free app you can download on your phone, and it just sends you reminders to pray every day. And when you click on it, it helps me pray through them, and as God answers them, I hit a check mark saying answered. It has so encouraged my heart to see how God answers prayer. Say, I don't like apps. You can use a notebook. Write down what you're praying for and see how God moves. Prayer tips, pray short prayers. Also, pray throughout the day. Pray honest prayers. Don't worry about sounding a certain way. Just pray honestly to God. Pray words of Scripture. Keep track of your requests and pray regularly with somebody. These are my encouragements to you. We're going to do something a little different today. We're about to dismiss, instead of an invitation today, I'm going to give you an opportunity to come and pray with somebody. Pastor Randy is going to pray, and here in just a minute, I'm just going to speak the blessing over everyone. And if you're like, Brother Matt, oh my goodness, I, came, I was going to join the church today. Uh, listen, you can still join the church today. 
you can come and talk to Pastor Lee Allred. He'll be here and just say, listen, I, 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 I was going to join First Baptist. You can do that. If there's another decision you have to make, you can do that. But this is an invitation. Some of our ministers are going to be here. I'm going to be here. The rest of you all are dismissed to go visit with Brother Ricky. But if you want somebody to pray with you over whatever it is, you can come forward in these few moments and we will pray. We'll wait here as long as we need to. And we will lay it before the Lord in prayer. I'm going to speak a blessing over you. And then we will be dismissed. But if you want someone to pray with you for anything, discouragement, for healing, for a request about your family, just know that it will be treated with confidence. And we will pray right here together. And we will knock on heaven's door. Let me pray for us. And then I'll speak a blessing over you. And we'll be dismissed. I just ask that those of you who are leaving, leave quietly, knowing that there will be people here praying. Heavenly Father, help us to know that you hear us. Lord, answer our prayers. God, minister to our hearts in Christ Jesus. Thank you that you hear us. speaking this blessing over you now before you leave. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.